The Lord be with you. Near the beginning of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, there is a story about the time when the people of the earth all spoke one language. And they wanted to live in the same spot. And so they decided to build a tower. A tower whose top would reach all the way to heaven. And this tower they called the Tower of Babel. Now God took a look at this tower, this Tower of Babel, and God said, all the people of the earth have got the same language and they all live in the same place and this is what they choose to do? God says, this is just going to be the beginning of it. No. So God came up with a plan. God decided to give the different people who are working on building that tower different languages. To some people, he gave the language of Greek, and to some people, he gave the language of Hebrew. To some people, he gave the, the language of Arabic. And maybe some people even got the language of English. And as people began to speak these different languages... They realized they couldn't understand each other, and so some of them said, well, you know, I don't fit anymore, and they just left. And some people, well, they thought they spoke the same language, but the words that came out of their mouth didn't seem to make sense. Like, one person said, hey, that thing over there is really good, it's so cool, and someone else in another generation said, what do you mean? There's nothing cold about that thing. That thing is, in fact, so lit, it's on fire, and so someone else took a bucket of water and doused the thing, and they realized, oh, we can't communicate at all. And so some more people just started to leave. And as these people left, some people started to ask, you know, what is this tower that we're building? And one person took a look at the tower and said, you know what this is? This is a housing structure. And it's built out of bricks of clay and held together by bitumen mortar. And another person said, what are you talking about? This tower is a symbol of human perseverance. It is built by our common destiny. It is held together by our fear of isolation. And then those two people started shoving each other. And at dinner that night, two people got together and they decided to, uh, to have some food. And so one person said to the others, Sir, would you please pass me the potatoes? And the other person said, you mean you want some taters, you doofus? And at that point, they just decided to call the whole thing off. And the whole thing, well, it fell apart. And the people of the earth, they were scattered. And over the years, there were attempts to bring all these people of the earth back together again, to unite them once more. And, and these attempts, they usually took the form of empires. Empires that sought unity out of uniformity. And they sought to, to build something by hiding people's differences. And what we hear in today's gospel, the gospel according to John, is that on the day of Jesus' resurrection, Jesus' disciples were hiding. Hiding in a locked room for fear of the Judeans. And the Judeans, as a quick history lesson, I got a map here, the Judeans are from the south of Israel. They are the people who live around Jerusalem. But most of Jesus' disciples, they're Galileans. They're up from the north of Israel. And the Gospels tell us that when Jesus' Galilean disciples come down to Jerusalem, their accents give them away. It would be like here out west, someone coming along and, and asking for a glass of water. 
And we might say, howdy, partner, you're not from around here, are you? Right? The accent gives them away. And so they hide. But here's the thing. If you try to hide who people are, it makes it really hard to build a tower to heaven if you're constantly trying to hide people's true colors. It all kind of falls apart. And so 50 days after Jesus' resurrection, 50 days after those Galileans are hiding from the Judeans, something changes the world forever. And that something is the Holy Spirit. You see, 50 days after Jesus' resurrection, people from all over the known world had gathered in Jerusalem, speaking every language known to those people, and they had gathered into Jerusalem to celebrate a Jewish festival, a Jewish festival which in Hebrew is called Shavuot, but which in Greek is called Pentecost. It's called Pentecost because Pentecost just means 50, and this festival is the celebration of when God, 50 days after the Jewish people escaped slavery in Egypt on Passover, when 50 days later, God gave them the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. And so, what you have is people from all over the world, speaking all the languages of the earth, gathering in one place to celebrate the Word of God given in Hebrew. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit does something that no human had ever been able to do before. No emperor, no king, no general. The Holy Spirit began to unite all the people of earth into one again. But the Holy Spirit didn't do this by removing people's differences. The Holy Spirit did this by blessing people's differences. The Holy Spirit united the people of the earth not by giving people all one language that they all had to speak, but by giving the disciples of Jesus all the many different languages that everyone else spoke. And what this meant is that these disciples from Galilee, who spoke just Aramaic at the start of Jesus' ministry, well, they began to speak languages that they'd never heard before. Languages like Farsi and Arabic. Languages like Latin and Greek. Languages like Elamites and Latin, language like Cyprian and Coptic. And as these disciples began to learn new languages, they used these new languages to make connections. And they would make these connections in their different languages, but no matter what language they spoke, the connections were all the same because the languages were all sharing the same message. It was the message of God's love. In Jesus, a message that God's love is for you, no matter what language it is you speak. A message that God's love will speak to you in whatever language you understand. And when I say this, I don't just mean languages like English or Spanish, like Japanese or German. I mean the languages that are deep in our heart, the languages that perhaps we think we alone speak because we alone have had our life experiences. We alone are the combination of our age and our gender, our social status. But first, but Peter tells all the crowds on that day of Pentecost that the Holy Spirit is pouring out blessings not just so that every language of this world can carry the message of Christ's love, 
but so that every person in the world can carry the message of God's love. Peter tells us that what's happening on Pentecost is the fulfillment of the prophet Joel's prediction when he says, in those last days, God declares, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy because God has blessed people of every gender. And it goes on to say that your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams because God has blessed people of every age to proclaim Christ's love. And it goes on to say, on those days I will pour out my spirit even upon slaves, men and women, and they shall prophesy. Because God has blessed people of every social status to proclaim God's love. God blesses each and every person. God works through each and every person so that when there is a a young woman somewhere in Kenya who has been dumped for the first time, well, there is someone there by the power of the Holy Spirit who makes sure that she can hear the message of Christ's eternal love in a language that she can understand. And so that when here in the United States there is an old man, perhaps a veteran, who on this weekend grieves the death of a brother in arms who lost his life in the line of duty, well then, there can be someone who reminds him of the message of Christ's love in a language that he can understand. The Holy Spirit does this, giving us each different gifts, the ability to speak in different languages, not just so that we can support people who walk every different walk in life, but so that in our differences we might support each other. 1 Corinthians goes into depth on this. And Paul tells us that there is a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are a variety of services, but the same Lord. And that there are a variety of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. You see, to each of us is given a manifestation of the Holy Spirit for the common good. And Paul describes what some of those manifestations of the Holy Spirit might be. Some of them are showy, things like speaking in tongues and healing and working miracles. And some of them are a little less showy, but they're no less necessary. Things like an utterance of wisdom or an utterance of knowledge, things like being able able to understand when people speak a different language than you. And the Holy Spirit, it gives us these different languages, not just so that we can encourage the people who share our same gifts, but so that we can build each other up, so that we can become greater than the sum of our whole. You see, or some of our parts, excuse me. You see, to build a tower requires many gifts and many people. You need some people who can make bricks, and you need some people who know how to lay bricks. You need an architect who can design a layout, and you need an orator who can inspire people to dream to build it in the first place. Then you need an engineer to make sure that this dream has legs to stand on, 
You need pessimists to warn of the pitfalls. And you need optimists who can inspire us when we fall into those pitfalls to keep building. We need all these different gifts, but most of all, we need these different gifts to work together, to mix together, to talk to each other, maybe not in the same language, but to understand each other's different languages, to understand that each other's languages are different for a reason, because they allow people to build in a way that we cannot, and they allow us to grow in a way that we cannot. And so perhaps these different languages, they need to speak a language that unites them all, a deeper language that anyone can understand. That language, my friends, is the language of love. And when we speak that language, it allows us to see that different people have different gifts and to celebrate that difference so that together we can become something greater than the sum of our parts. Friends in Christ, we are not building our way to heaven. We are instead building the kingdom of heaven here on earth. We are not here to make a name for ourselves. We are here to make Jesus' name known throughout the world. We are not here to build a tower at all. We are here to build up the body of Christ, of which each of us are a member, each of us a different part, unique and necessary for the whole to live. And because it is the Holy Spirit that is building up this body of Christ, no matter how many times this body falls, it will always rise again to new life. Today, after worship, we invite you to come down to Bidwell Park, to park at Sycamore Fields and walk down to the Chico Creek, where we will baptize Megan Moffat. We will baptize Megan there. And many of you may remember back in the fall, I preached a sermon about Megan. I preached a sermon about Megan and how her trust and the various gifts of the body of Christ allowed her to walk along the cliffs of Deer Creek. And how in doing so, she showed me that despite the fact that she is blind, she had the power to walk by faith, and she opened my eyes to see the power of God working through her. And so when we baptize Megan today, we will proclaim that she is part of the body of Christ, that the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon her, has anointed her with gifts that are unique to her, but meant to build up our whole body. And as we do that, may we remind ourselves that all that is true for her is true for us as well, that you are part of the body of Christ, that the Holy Spirit has given you unique gifts and talents, a language all your own, because there is someone in this world who can only hear the message of God's love through your words, who has given you those gifts because the rest of us need them to be built up in the fullness of who we can be. May we celebrate the Holy Spirit coming down among us this day. May we celebrate the diversity of our gifts and our languages, and may we celebrate that we share one name, a name that will never fail, that of Jesus Christ. Amen.